Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Episode 6, that's impossible. we are here. <laughs> Can't believe we're still making these episodes, they still want us back week after week. Here we are at episode 666. I feel like we're not wasting anyone's bandwidth too, so like, you know, shout out to everyone who, who's listening to this for free and, you know, yeah. flogging the Wi-Fi at work. Well done, that's what you should do. Next yes. go to the uh, stationary cupboard and go flog yourself a stapler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if your boss stick gets, it to the man. If your boss gets up, yeah, just tell him we sent you. So it's yeah. all good. Uh, Pricey and Brownie here for another Matter of Action podcast. Uh, very stoked to reveal we've got Alex Reed from Drown This City. She's joining us a little bit later on to talk about the massive news for Drown This City. Lots and lots of exciting things happening around Drown This City. And that's, I'm stoked for them. Stoked for their manager, Roy, as well. Oh, yeah, he's a good bloke, he's isn't he? He's a very good bloke. It's and very hard to find some good eggs like that, but he's a good egg. He is a very good egg. But before we move on, I thought right now, Pricey, it's a good idea for us to head to the newsroom and check out what's making news with Ebony's Heavy News. Thanks, guys. Making news this week in the heavy world, we have hugely saddening news with Megadeth's Dave Mustaine, who has revealed he's been diagnosed with throat cancer. It's pretty shocking news and quite reminiscent of the time Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden was diagnosed with tongue cancer back in late 2014 and was thankfully given the all clear not even six months later. But Dave is working closely with doctors and has mapped out a health plan that is said to have a 90% success rate. But they have had to cancel most of their shows this year. The good news being that Megadeth is still working on album number 16. So we wish Dave all the best with his health. On a positive note, Sydney Fellas Bare Bones have released a new song called Crawl the Night. And it is absolute fire. It's been two years since their album Bad Habits was released, and since then have had a huge support slot with Rise Against and Stone Sour. We're super excited to hear this first taste from their new album, which hasn't been announced yet, but keep your ears open. And we do have a trifecta of death metal tours over the next couple of months. We've got Cradle of Filth, where it's been about a year since they last visited our shores. And now the band are heading back in September. They'll be playing their 1998 album Cruelty and the Beast in full, exclusively for their Australian fans. And it's not even the album's anniversary, but they're coming down to play it just for us. The rash metal band Dark Angel are making their way down here for the first ever trip to Australia in September as well. The band split up a few years back, but are reuniting, especially for an East Coast run plus Adelaide. Sorry, Perth. And Flesh God Apocalypse are bringing their new album Valeno down here too in October and November. They're also playing a new festival in Adelaide called the New Dead Metal Fest alongside bands like King Parrot, Earthrot and Dead Space, which is great for the growing metal scene down there. And back to Australia, Drown This City have signed to UNFD and just announced their forthcoming EP Alpha Survivor, which will be out July 5th. And just across the river, Alien Weaponry are taking heavy metal to the mainstream, where they were interviewed by CNN on pioneering a new subgenre of Maori metal. They put out the song Ahikar back in May, and hopefully there's more to come by the year's end. Back to you guys. How good are Alien Weaponry? They've really just exploded, haven't they? I mean, because we got them here for, for Download Festival and the sideshows. This year, um, yes. Beforehand, they might have played like one or two shows in Australia here yep. and there, that kind of thing. But you have a look at what's happened between last year to where they are now. Like, they've got the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand backing them. And not only that, they're supporting... Okay, yeah, they've already played, technically played on a lineup with Slayer. Yep, that's right. But the, they've still got shows ahead of them this year where they're supporting Slayer in Germany. Brandy, I don't know if you can remember back like prior to being the age of 20, but these lads <laughs> are still not... They've not even turned 
two decades old yet. This is the, the funny thing as well, because, you know, they go and play these festivals. And what's one thing you like to do at a music festival? Have a drink with your mates, right? Essentially, drinking responsibly. These in some kids, of these places, they can't. They can't even do that. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, in their riders, because obviously one of them's over the age of 18. Would yeah. it be like, okay, there's... like, But the US, six, it's 21. Yeah, valid point you've got there. Okay, so they can't even do that. Like, do they have orange juice? Or do they sneak into <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's tent and go flog some of his red wine? I don't know. Like, what do you Bite do? Bite heads off bats? <laughs> They've got a big future ahead of them, and like this is just the start of what they've been doing so far. They're pa- pioneering um, Maori metal, so yeah. like they have created a new metal subgenre, yeah. and they're all under the age of twenty. Like un- it's seriously impressive stuff. I, I I tip my hat. They were they've really been hailed a lot as you know being comparable to you know like a, a sepultura or something really like that. early. Yeah. Someone that speaks in in language, in you know in their music and and embraces the maybe the, the the tribal elements of their heritage. Yeah, that's that, right. To, to put into the, to, the, to put behind the passion of the music that they've got. And I mean, man, it, it really just, it, it hits somewhere, somewhere really primal, doesn't it? So like the equivalent of what you would call an Australian band who are doing what they're doing, would you dare say Southeast Desert Metal? I was, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, that, that's the obvious comparison. I mean, I don't know if there's a ton of, language like, yeah i, I don't yep. know if there's a ton of uh indigenous language or local um tongue in what they're singing i know a lot of their songs are in uh english but all of their songs are certainly about their traditional stories yeah that's right and 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 i don't think there's a lot of uh, correct me if i'm wrong anyone out there but i'm pretty sure they're the only uh indigenous australian metal band who, who are, that, pro- who are singing about that's their traditional... it, yeah. Like Wild Heart is another one that comes to mind. Yeah, true. Uh, but obviously they're not talking about... But they're also covering other topics. Correct, that's right. Not yeah. just one particular thing, which is yeah. you know akin to what Ailing Weaponry mm. are doing. They're talking about like atrocities that happen yep. with um, tribes and all that over mm. in New Zealand and retelling those stories through metal. and Utilising that as a history-telling exercise yeah which is exactly what they should be teaching kids in school you want to make history lessons fun you bring in metal like if you're a teacher listening to this do that yeah um but talking about southeast desert metal they're going to be appearing at the heaven and hell tour with amity affliction and uh a ton of others mind you didn't brisbane is known for being i guess you could say always coming third in comparison to Mm. melbourne and sydney sometimes shortchanged correct but we've really scored well with this heaven and hell mini festival we're going to call it void of vision thornhill pagan uh endless heights the new additions of um, trophy eyes make them suffer under oath uh crossfaith like what what is that and that's part of brisbane festival for goodness sake which I had no idea about. And I've yeah. been living in Brisbane for the better half of four years now, oh, right? Brownie. So last year they had Violent Soho performing with Bernard Fanning. Like, you can't That's get more right. Brisbane than that. <laughs> However, you look at this... The only way you could have done that is put them on a floating <laughs> thing in the brown snake. Yeah. Drinking Milton Mangoes. Uh, yeah. In thongs. There you go. Pure Brisbane right there. Yeah. You know you're from Brisbane if you understood everything we we're talking about. If you didn't, stay away. Uh, but like this has turned into a mini festival. Like Technically, it's kind of like a mini unifier with the amount of bands of the calibre that are going there. So like, Actually, th- to be honest, it's about the same amount of bands that's on one day of unifier. It is, right? yeah. About that. It's about 10, 12? I think so, yeah. It's about like, the same. I don't even know what time it's starting. But with that said, like it's going to be really early to... Um, no, I lied. Sus- yeah, unifier no. has quite a few more. <laughs> so I'm just counting on the post. 
to hear. But yeah, that should be good, and that should be great for Brisbane. And like, I know that we're we're very supportive of our hometown. We love like everything that happens and all the bands that come through, and everyone needs to speak your own hometown. But like, I feel like we as Brisbaneites needed this. Yeah, I've, I feel like if if we turn out in force. To see this, yeah. I, I feel like perhaps Brisbane festivals are going to listen. Yeah, and we're going to get some more of that in the following years. Yeah, and look, even not as part of Brisbane Festival, like they could treat this as like, okay, well, there is a market and a want and need for heavy music. And mm. look, the comments on this are going nuts. There's people mm. from interstate who are wanting to come to this festival because of the fact that it's got almost something for absolutely everyone: yeah. pop, punk, metal, metal core, death core, death metal. Like yeah. there is something to please every taste and it's a full day out. It could very well turn into uh, an Amity Affliction curated event. Yeah, like for Brisbane Festival. Yeah. That may or may not be the actual intent. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, like this could be the one thing that they wanted to give back to Brisbane and mm. they are most certainly doing that. I mean, you look at King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, they've yeah. got Giz Fest in Melbourne and they yeah. just get a whole bunch of psychedelic bands to play that. That becomes their thing. Yeah. If the Amity could do this and champion um, not only Brisbane bands, but also bands in the same kind of scene, then bloody oath we will get out there and support that. If we can sell this out and like prove that there is a want and need for this market, then I, I reckon it could skyrocket Brisbane possibly higher than Sydney on the festival kind of scene because well, of all the drama that's th- happening Yeah, I was going to say, they're definitely yeah. getting shot in the knee there. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be good. Definitely get behind that. And also uh, another big thing that Brisbane is known for is big sound. Yes. And uh, today, this week, we've uh, we've had the first seventy six bands announced that will be playing uh, this year between September three and seven uh, in the Fortitude Valley, in and around the Fortitude Valley. <laughs> there's there's just multiple venues, and I say multiple like 15, times up by three or whatever it is. It's insane the amount of venues you can go there. The best thing about this, it's like. The way I explain it to people is it's like South by Southwest. You can go there with the intention to go check out certain bands, but you could also walk down an find alleyway. Find yourself on an adventure. And yeah. find a band you never thought that you would get the opportunity to see and enjoy them. That was how I discovered High Tension. Nice. I, I didn't have an intention yeah. to go see them. And then I went down like the downstairs area of the New Globe when it yep. was open, rest yep. in peace. And... Um, Fell in love. Yeah. It, and it just goes to show that these type of festivals that showcase a whole lot of different genres and styles yep. of upcoming bands who sort of want and need this attention, um, it can skyrocket them to success. Yeah. I mean, frequently, what you see, the bands that are playing Big Sound, the following year are big years for them. Yeah, that's right. Big Absolutely, years. yeah. You, you can often see either there's been signings that have been made, there have been... Management deals done, booking agency deals for over in you know Europe and the yep. US and all of that sort of stuff, and and what you find is these bands start to get their team in place, their their strategy and everything for the following year or two going forward after Big Sound because. That's where industry has found them, or that's where media has got a, that's got it, a hold yeah. of them. See, like, you know? I, I had no idea what to expect going my first year, and then I realised, okay, as a media perspective, you can get to know these people, get to know these bands. As a band playing it, you can get to know these people, get to know these media, get to know other bands, get to yeah. know the venues. As a punter, the world is your oyster. It, yeah, you can essentially rock up and be yeah. like, I love this band, and you could talk to potential management who are looking for you know that next big band to sign and they can listen to you and go check them out that kind of thing absolutely it's definitely something worth going to i should point out uh and for 85 dollars for like four days worth of bands yeah 
what's that, like $2 a band or whatever, 50 well, cents maybe? I mean, I think there's something close to 150, 160 bands yeah. that play at this over the four days. Yeah. So you're getting a great deal. And the calibre of bands that have come through so far, in yeah. regards to heavy and, you know, bands that we're frothing over, um, the likes of Relica, who are just going from strength to strength with everything they're doing. Yeah, so, sorry, to, to, to track back one thing. Relica have been announced as playing this year. Yeah, so they're playing this year, which is great. And you look at what they've sort of done in the past. They've kind of, you know, taken these leaps and mm. sort of got to the point where they're like, they want that next big thing. Yeah. And what would the next big thing be? Obviously, doing something like Big Sound. Yeah. I mean, there's been some great leaps and bounds. Like, it was nice for me, like, full, you know, disclaimer here, I worked with them for PR on their on their Eventide EP. Yeah. These are, this is a band that had... Previously not done media, had not done press, They're had not so released young. anything, you know, that that they thought was like worthy of, you know, a big release hype yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. This was their first thing that they really wanted to have a crack at. You know, it it got some Triple J plays, it got great reviews, it got, you know, and what it resulted in was all of a sudden they're supporting Dead Letter Circus. Yeah. All of a sudden they're supporting Seven Dust, you know. Boom, big sound. Like, this is the role that this sort of stuff puts bands on. Yeah. And, you know, for them to get big sound, I, I think that's just a really big feather in their cap. And an acknowledgement of that, that, that these people can see there's a role on for this band. Yeah, the hard work is obviously paying off. And you look yeah. at what they've been doing. Like, they're, they're literally fresh out of high school. And this is just the kind of example of what benefit this music junket has. Like, you can mm. be of any age. You could, if you know, for example, Butterfingers played last year. They've been in the industry for, you know... 20 plus. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was beneficial to sort of help them with that next era yeah. of the band, essentially. Joining Relica this year, you've got the likes of Bean Jane Lane, who have uh, just been coming up from the Gold Coast, a scene where there's no real music scene on the Gold Coast anymore. All the venues are closing down. So, you know, for, for a band like that to sort of score something like this and you know you look at what they've been doing they've been flying the flag for punk music um in the southeast queensland region they've supported the likes of mill and colin yeah. uh goldfinger um west the barton um just so many off the top of my head they've won a gold coast award as well too and like yeah. they just haven't really extended past like the sort of east coast of australia and that's yeah. where a situation like big sound will come in handy Can, yeah. to put them on that national and global scale yeah really uh, pump it up for sure. Yeah, I should. We should probably also state as well, like a music scene doesn't necessarily equate to venues. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lack of venues, not lack of a music yeah, scene. Yeah. No. On the Gold no. Coast. Valid. Valid point. Yes. Just, just in yeah. case we've annoyed our Gold Coast <laughs> friends, I, I just want to make sure we. Uh, I. We're, we're very kind to our Gold Coast friends. I didn't mean. We. We certainly didn't mean to say you have no scene. Whatsoever. Correct. Yeah. No. I. I talk from experience of like growing up on the coast yeah. and and having places like the Southport RSL where Parkway Drive, yeah. in Hearts Wake, and all that will come. And then now, yeah, even stuff like the Cooley and the Sharky, yeah. basically being gone. Yeah. That's know. it. Like, you're yeah. very limited with places that you can play. But with that said, there is a scene. It's just like you have to play backyards. But, you know, people yeah. don't want bands More playing in their backyards than, anymore. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, definitely get out and support. If, if you are listening from the Gold Coast and any band sort of rocks up, Vinny's Dive Bar is a venue yeah. that's opened up down there. Get out, support the scene. Way, yeah. yeah. Get out, support bands and go check them out and, you know, bring back that live music to the Gold Coast again. The 100%. thing that everyone loved. 
100%. But talking about Big Sound, there was a band that we got the opportunity to meet a couple of years back, and from there, you look at what they've done so far. They've signed to UNFD, they've played music festivals, supported some big tours, and they're just about to release their new EP, and the front woman joins us on the podcast right now, Alex Reed from Drown This City. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. Very stoked. Congrats on a really big uh, announced day and signing. That's big news. Well done. Yeah, it's been like huge because we've been quiet for so long and we've just spent all day just lurking socials, reading comments, just sort of gauging the vibe. And it's been really awesome to see people basically saying, yes, about time this band is sick, so happy to see them signed. And um, it's awesome because we've been so quiet that people still care. And it's really, really exciting. So very, very, very happy today. And that's the thing as well that we've got to point out. There are so many people saying those two words, about time. Like, this has been a long time coming. And Pricey and I, for example, got to meet you, crew, at Big Sound. And just from there, just everything that you've done in between that time has just been insane to watch. Does, does it feel like it's been such a big ride for you or has it just been progressively taking you up that hill to get to where you are well we've had a really stop start sort of track record I think in our band you know we lost a major songwriter as we were building some really great momentum but I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us because we brought on a different songwriter and it's just taken our music to the next level but behind the scenes there was a lot of stop start and a lot of doubting so I guess we feel like we've only just reached that point where we feel safe and strong we've got a really strong band unit now um, so a lot of people are saying, lot, you know, this has been a long time coming, but for us, it's like, this is just the beginning. Like, we've got our yeah. crew now. We've got our collective. We've got our creative songwriting team together. So, yeah, for me, it feels really fresh, like a full fresh start and like new beginnings for us. So, yeah. Nice, nice. On the, the Faction Radio side of things, uh, you very, very kindly have given us uh, not only the first single in your image, but you've also given us Null and uh, Love Will Make Cowards of Us All. And uh, that's the only place where you can hear those two for the first little bit. Uh, tell us about these three tracks and, you know, why they're so meaningful to, to you guys as, as a band. Well, In Your Image was the first single we wanted to release. It's probably the hardest hitting song on the EP and it's definitely the heaviest. And I guess that's what we wanted, you know, angry, punchy, in your face kind of song. And I love this song because I wrote this lyrically about 10 years ago. Like it's pretty much one of the first songs I've ever written so to rewrite it about a million times and to finally release it as our first single um to be signed with it's just awesome but um the other two tracks that we've put they're a bit different um a bit of clean singing putting a different vibe probably a bit more mellow in especially Null. it's a really dark groovy song and it's basically just about being a bit like sort of traumatized with depression and anxiety and just sort of not knowing how to accept love and how just feeling really dark and um it's a really different side to our band who's always been a bit more lighthearted and probably angry and punchy in our deliveries. So it was nice to put that out. And then Love Makes Cowards of Us All is just probably, like, it's a bit cliche to say it, but it's just a really um, sad heartbreak song. It's just honestly about being, like, really, really heartbroken. And that was co-written by Matt, our other vocalist, and myself sort of lyrically as well. And it's just sort of, like, just being really sad and really heartbroken. So we just wanted to get a variety of songs and them out and, see what people think. So I'm really happy you guys are playing them. Thank you for that. It's really exciting. Now, this EP comes out next week. Like, it's so quick. It's probably one of the the quickest announcements. Was there any reason why you wanted to get it out so quick or did that just sort of happen with management going, now let's get it out here? Um, I think 
you know, the delivery of content has changed. Bands used to put out teasers and then a teaser for the teaser and then uh, oh, it's just and really drawn out and build momentum. But I think people like consuming content really quickly these days. You've got a short attention span. You've got to come out with a punch. And that was just the plan that we put out with the label. It was like we signed a really long time ago. So we've been working on this for quite some time and just sort of picking a good moment for us to have our time because there's a lot of great bands in Australia releasing at the moment. So this just... It was like, let's put this song out and we've got other things coming out, the EP coming out. So I love it. I don't want to wait anymore. I'm happy to just get it all out there and just go with it. So, right, Well, let's go uh, with the fact that you're keen to get this out. Like, How soon will we see an album from you guys? Because correct me if I'm wrong, you've, you've just had the EP so far, no, no debut album yet? Correct. So second EP. Um, and I think our plan is definitely, now that we've got this team together, um, so the two things that I really want to do, write heaps and heaps of music. The album would be amazing. Um, I really want to tour as well, just extensively tour and build that experience as a band, just crafting our energy together and just getting really good at what we do. So hopefully both those things, if not the end of the year, like next year for sure. No one wants a day job anymore. We want to see uh, a career out of the music industry. Drown This City are most certainly well and truly on your way. Yeah. The new EP comes out July 5. Make sure you do yourself a favour. Go check it out. The songs are playing on The Faction right now. Alex Reed, all the best for the future and go smash it. No worries. And uh, if you'd like to hear a little bit more of Alex and Drown This City, uh, all this week we are featuring them as the feature artists. Now, we don't have the entire EP that we're playing, but they have given us two tracks exclusively to play on The Faction Radio. And uh, those are the only places you're going to hear them before July 5. Excellent. So there you go. Well, make sure you check out that. And then you'll also hear some new music getting about. Um, Spirit Box is a band that you told me about. Yeah. Now, take me back in the history because this goes way back to the I Wrestle Bear once days. Yeah. So Courtney Plant uh, from I Wrestle a Bear once is the front woman of Spirit Box. Now, Spirit Box has been around maybe 12 to 18 months now, but certainly in its infancy. Um, I know... Lachlan has played them, uh, you know, previous singles on oh, the yeah, racket yeah, yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, they are they they have been lurking about, but they released a song this week uh, as part of they released a, an EP called the Singles Collection. So there's five tracks on there. Obviously, they've just collected the five singles that they've released in the last eighteen months. Gotcha. And okay. Put yeah. it into one uh, thing, and uh, this week they released a single called Bleach Bath with a video clip, and. Um, it really, like, blew my hair back, man. It, it it's really powerful, and the it, it's the it's almost in two halves. The first half is pretty well what you'd expect from I wrestled a bear once. It's the that heaviness, really yeah. heavy and and uh, and growled vocals, uh, and then the second half is entirely melodic and reminds me a lot more of something like a tesseract or you know something uh, genty yeah, like that yeah 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 and 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 the vocals in there you know you almost go from like this absolute brutality to an almost a dell so you it's, know you, when you listen to it you kind of think it's two completely different people that kind of thing or i mean possibly it's hinted at in the film clip as well that there's like like there's the multiple, good versus evil kind or, of thing or no more like more multiple personalities or something uh, like that yeah. because she's uh, Courtney is dressed in three very distinct costumes yep. throughout the clip, and you know she had, like she has blonde hair, brown hair, and red hair at various points throughout the clip, and and I, I'm not certain of the entire symbolism there, but it could 
definitely be fractured personalities for sure. Honestly, I think that's they're a band to watch, man. I I, I really think they're going to be something that's going to impact pretty soon. See, did I wrestle Bear once? Do big over here because I remember they played Soundwave. They would have had to have played a Soundwave a couple at some of times. Point. Yeah. But like I, they, you know the, those bands that people present to you and say you should check this out, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll check them out. Yeah, yeah. That they've always been that band, and it wasn't yeah. until this you're like, year. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. And just you don't follow up on it, and this is why I've become like an advocate for like make sure you check out bands that people that tell are you. recommended. To yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. Because you never know, you could be sitting on a gold mine essentially. Totally. So, but if you're someone who's sort of been following bands for years and you kind of dropped off. Because because they changed their style and you weren't exactly a fan of what they were doing musically. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Then maybe you need to hold out hope that little bit longer because Sleeping With Sirens have gone back to the heavy. Yeah. They came I mean, they've back. been hinting at this for a while. Yes. They have been saying that their next thing is going to be heavy. Yeah, because the last album, um, Gossip, it was good, but it mm. wasn't really like... The earlier kind of stuff that you would remember, like Kellen Quinn has a great vocal range on yep. him. He reminds me a lot like uh, Will from Wind Waker. Just yeah. his ability to do the screams and do those high pitched melodic Someone stuff. Someone like Landon Tours from uh, The Plot in You as well. Yes, like something yes. like that. Yeah. So like they've come back and the thing is like they've listened to the fans. Mm. The fans were actively saying that they didn't like the new direction. It was too pop rocky, stadium pop rock for their liking. So this song came out and it blew me away. Like I have listened to this nonstop all week and I have to say like I don't really think that I would come across like a song of the week kind of thing, but I think this has done it for me. Like nice. I, I didn't like the last stuff. I love this and it's just so... Catchy, and I love yep. a catchy song that you you hate yourself for listening to, but next thing you know, you're singing along to it. That's the feel that I got with this song. What's your thoughts on his hair? Yeah, it's very under oathy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you know, bands got to get inspiration from uh, from other bands, and under oath have been killing it with the blonde hair. I uh, I noted this morning, you know, you got these three iconic front men who have in the in the past 12 months, who've all gone like bleach blonde. You've got Callan, you've got uh, Spencer, and you've got uh, Ollie from oh, Bring Me. Oh, I forgot who, him, yeah. I mean, his is not long, but yeah. it's been bleach. But still. And prior to that, Marcus, Br- uh, Marcus Bridge. From Bridges, North Lane. Yeah, from North Lane. Did that at Download last year. Aaron, Aaron Stringer oh, from wow, the Amity Affliction. Well. It's a trend. It's See, a thing. If you really want to be cool for Roxanne <laughs> Brownie, if next week you've br- you've bleached your hair when you come in to record this, let's leave the uh, hair growing for professionals, shall we? And like, if you've got a good face and a good, you know, ability to scream behind you, then you yeah, can kind of do whatever you want. With exactly, because no one's going to want to mess with you because you they'll scream, you'll scream at them, and they'll be scared. That's the <laughs> only reason why no one said anything to any of those band members, right? <laughs> Has to be. Uh, also talking about new music this week, Rival Fire, um, bloody hell, like some good. Aussie rock like this needs to be heard more. Absolutely. Uh, big shout out to Rob. And, uh, you know, Rob's obviously inherited, you know, some fantastic pipes from his dad. And jeans. And jeans. And, like, just everything about him. Like, the charisma, everything. Yeah. Like, here, when you hear this band, you can kind of hear similarities of, like, what would happen if John went heavy, if John yeah. went metally. And, like, <laughs> that, since that's not going to happen, this is the next best thing you're yeah. going to get, essentially. I uh, I also want to give a big shout out to Vinny from Dead Letter Circus, who's joined the band. Uh, oh, now. nice! Not only on guitar, but I mean, he's also you know 
uh, been a part of the production on on the new record and all that sort of stuff, the new direction. And I really think this is it's really uh, just tightened up the sound and and the the melodies and the the songwriting on on this is like that. This is a next level up for they've these found guys. their calling. So yeah, to say, yep, yeah, yeah. They're all comfortable. They're all working with each other, and yep. they, you've got that tingling sensation you've got when you 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 send something about a band. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, Vinny on guitar, you know, he's just a he's a genius. Yeah, and and uh, you know. I've loved Vinny's uh, guitar playing since he was in Melodicy back in the day. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's going way back. All yeah. right. That's like early 2000s stuff. So yeah. this is pricey fanboying. Like, yeah. Like after all of this time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Have you got anything signed by him? Of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've got... It's right there on the oh, wall. It's right there behind you. It's right there on the wall. <laughs> Do you kiss it goodbye every time no. you leave the office? You should. Oh, Prove geez. how much of a fanboy you really are. <laughs> um, before we wrap things up, um, hype game I wanted to talk about um, and the fact that bands are getting really strategic when it comes to their merch, their releases, everything along the lines of that. Um, Gravemind, I would have to say, have some of like the quirky kind of like out there mm. merch ideas. Yeah, like they're sending out the secret messages out to fans. Yeah. Mailing out photos and, and secret coded letters and that sort of stuff. That's Making been people going crack on. the code, which then later turned out to be their new song, Phantom Pain. Mm. Um, and you look at the likes of, you know, Wind Waker as well too. Like they're about to release a, a vinyl release for their yeah. EP, which is insane. Like yeah. I, I'm, I've become one of those people and I'll put my hand up and I know for you a fact... You want to buy all the variants? I Yeah, I'm not alone in this. Like... Years ago, I thought there's no point buying doubles of anything. But with that said, when you're dedicated to a band, to a brand, whatever mm. it might be, you show your support for them. Yeah. And I've now become a vinyl variant collector yep. of, of Beartooth stuff, just Beartooth. And already it's cost me like well over a grand just yeah. to try and keep up with everything. It, vinyl's a dangerous one for me because I have that collector penchant. The already, what? Penchant. It's, it's a French word, Brownie. You wouldn't understand it. It's a French word for collector? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a, it's for like obsession. Oh, um, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's a French word. You wouldn't it's understand. It's sexy. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, like in that, you know, uh, from a young age, I've collected, you know, Star Wars Toys, figurines, figurines and stuff yeah, like that. Collector cards. It, yeah, collector cards, man. Yeah. From even younger. Absolutely. Yeah, I went absolutely bananas about collector's cards back in the day. And, and, you know, all the way through, you know, like for instance, you know, if I go through a vinyl store now and yeah, okay, like I, I buy a lot of vinyl from heavy bands and all that sort of stuff, but I also love soundtracks. Yeah. And, yep, if, yep, yep. and if I, and so if my Venn diagram of like Star Wars and heavy music collides. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Like, and, and vinyl. If that all collides, like if I walk in and I see a Star Wars soundtrack on vinyl, I'm just like, oh, well, I have to buy that. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's just like, oh, there goes another fifty dollars. Like, yeah, I, I can't not walk away with it. Exactly. So, yeah. like this obsession with with collection, you know, the, that's what I find. There's bands that are, you know, I think there's a fine line in in like totally. Um, exploiting the that, fans that, who want, the fans who that, want yeah, to collect yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. But also, you know, have that satisfaction of like, you know, there, there'd be nothing more satisfying as a band, I think, 
if you're into vinyl as a band member, to release your own vinyl and yeah. have and and release it in the same way as like the bands that you idolize or bands that you love, if they're releasing all the variants and all that sort of stuff, how satisfying it would be to have your own music released in the same way. Yeah, exactly. And then you be, you essentially become what you are buying from. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, and I think there's I think there's a circle of joy there. It's like I've released it. I also collect it. I've yeah, it, you know, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's self touching each other kind of thing. But when it comes <laughs> to vinyl variants, yikes. Um, but you know, in saying that, there's bands and and dedicated fans. It all comes down to like how dedicated you are to that band. Yeah. Like I said, I'm collecting anything Bear Truth related. Mm. But you look at bands like and that gives you a lot of joy, right? It does. Marie Kondo. It it sparks joy. I can't I can't explain it. But just like when it rocks up, and I'm not the kind of person to play it like the thing is i want to get them signed do you have a copy to play and then the rest are just for collectors no like i i've i've bought them and i've got them some are open because i've had to buy them secondhand that kind of thing but perhaps you've had them signed and yeah that's right but i can't bring myself to play them because i feel like it'll depreciate in value it's like how you have one have have the just the plain black one to play but i don't have a black one they're also beautiful in color and like rarity and I Why just, don't you just buy a cheap version to well, play. Well, I think now it's going to be in a position where I've got to do that. I've got yeah. the ones I collect, and then the one I play. Yeah. But then what happens yeah, yeah. if that one breaks? Oh, I got to buy another one. Yeah. And then the band makes more money. The, yeah. the band makes me happy, and it's like the and vicious... the circle of life continues. <laughs> you are happy, but then you are sad because you're poor, and then you're happy because you got the vinyl, and then you're poor again. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a long vicious cycle when it comes to vinyl <laughs> variants. But I think that's it for this week's potty. Certainly is. Smash that subscribe button. Please do. And uh, we'll catch you again next week with more of what's happening in the heavy music scene here in Australia and across the globe. Here's Pricey. I'm Brownie. Catch ya. Ta-da. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.